Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast. Talking about The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. And then we're going to read another poem. We're going to read The Cremation of Sam McGee uh, by Robert W. Service. Again, thanks to Swim Said the Mama Fishy for the suggestion. I hope we're all getting ready to start reading Buttonbrooks in uh, two days' time. So uh, we'll read this poem today, we'll read another poem tomorrow, and then New Year's Day we'll start Buttonbrooks. Uh, okay, so The Raven, Edgar Allan Poe. This is my first full reading of the poem. I'd never actually really heard it before. Really enjoyed it. Who is Lenore? What is torturing this man and the metaphoric raven? What does it mean? The real Bobcat23 says, I figured I'd pop in here for at least a few short stories since I've nothing better to do. I did find it very funny that this classic poem is just a dude arguing with a bird. Uh, one, my immediate thought from her first mention, Lenore, was that she was his dead wife. As the text went on, it was pretty much confirmed for me. From what I can understand, he's asking the raven whether he'll be able to see Lenore once again in the afterlife. I think he's only wondering whether he's going to heaven or hell. I think this is another pretty clear answer. The raven in general, oh, this is about what, what does the metaphoric raven mean? In general has, oh, ravens in general have common, sorry, I'm reading this wrong. As ravens in general have just come to be symbols of death, and this appears to be the case in this poem. If you'd like to be vaguer, it seems to symbolize some sort of messenger from God or perhaps the devil. Unsure as which, as the poem mentions both the devil and seraphim, but I think that's kind of the point. Swim said the mama fishy, good to see you again. Says, fun facts about the poem, courtesy of Wikipedia. The raven was first attributed to Poe in print in the New York Evening Mirror in January 29, 1845. Its publication made Poe popular in his lifetime although it did not bring him much financial success. The poem is often noted for its musicality, stylized language, and supernatural atmosphere. The poem makes use of folk, mythological, religious, and classical references. Poe claimed to have written the poem logically and methodically with the intention to create a poem that would appeal to both critical and popular tastes, as he explained in his 1846 follow-up essay, The Philosophy of Composition. You know, I love that. I love that he just meant to do what he did. Didn't come from some, you know, oh, my, oh it just came to me, man. Like, you know, so many artists talk about being inspired and, and um, you know, never force it and all that. And I think that's bullshit. I think you can sit there, come up with a plan, execute the plan, and make something, you know, that nearly 200 years later people still discuss and enjoy um, the, ins the poem was inspired in part by a talking raven in the novel Barnaby Rudge A Tale of the Riots of 80 by Charles Dickens Poe borrows the complex rhythm and meter of Elizabeth Barrett's poem Lady Geraldine's Courtship and makes use of internal rhyme as well as alliteration throughout the raven has influenced men in many modern works including Vladimir Nakhvov's Lolita Bernard Mullamud's The Jewbird and in 1963, the Ray Bradbury's The Parrot Who Knew Papa. 
the process by which Poe composed the Raven influenced a number of French authors and composers such as Charles Borlier, Maurice Ravel, and it is suggested that Ravel's Bolero may have been deeply influenced by the philosophy of composition. I might have to read this philosophy of composition. Uh, Anders' reading of the poem remind us that this poem, this is a poem that should be read aloud. Here, Vincent Price gives us a dramatic reading, and you can find that on YouTube, Vincent Price. Yep, um, well... I don't know how much my reading did justice to it. I stumbled through it, but um, yeah, it was definitely fun to read out loud. And I feel like if you practiced it a little bit, you could do a great reading. Acoustic Eel says, Welcome back, Swim. Missed you and your comments. Yeah, indeed. Um, Guanardo says, I didn't realize how much I missed this sub until I saw your comment. Welcome back, Guanardo. Oh, we're seeing all these old names, blast from the past. It's so cool that, you know. I took a one-year sabbatical to go and do a year of War and Peace, and you guys weren't keen on that, and that's all good. Um, but I really just thought we'd be starting from scratch. I didn't think there'd be people jumping back on board, these old names. So um, thank you so much. I hope you. Uh, I hope we can rekindle what we had a year ago before I jumped ship and, and went off on my sabbatical, as I'm calling it. Techrific. Oh, Techrific, another name from Blast from the Past. Techrific did a lot for this sub, especially in the early days. He's one of the moderators uh, and did a lot to help set up this whole thing. Techrific quotes, The night's Plutonian shore. A hint from Roman mythology might open up a path of elucidation into this passage of the poem. The narrator fancies that the bird has come from Pluto, the Roman equivalent of Hades, king of the underworld, as a messenger. Is it Lenore herself? in the guise of a raven, or merely a messenger come to taunt the aggrieved narrator. The raven has come to rest on the bust of Pallas Athena herself, the goddess of wisdom in her white marble prison. Is the dark raven the opposite of wisdom, or merely a contrast point for us to contemplate the duality in man, in human perception, the light, the dark, the living and the dead? What does nevermore imply? The death of hope? In seeing the beloved Lenore alive again, no more happiness for the narrator. Gone are the days of bliss, and only the raven of grief remains. Swim said the mummy says, Hi, Tech, we're back. We are back. Many happy returns and hope for a great new year, says Techrific. Long time no see. I hope and trust you're doing well in these crazy times. It's so cool to see everyone getting along, catching up. Ubiquitons says Lenore is the narrator's dead lover. He is tormented by loss and loneliness, mainly the loss of Lenore, but he does also mention lost friends. The raven represents loss and grief, I think. He seems to be purposely torturing himself, wallowing here. He knows the only thing the raven says is never more, so he really can't be expecting any other answer when he asks if Lenore is in heaven, Aden or Eden. It's very dramatic. Acoustic Eel says, Pallas is Athena, the Greek goddess of wisdom. I love the slow increase in intensity over the course of the poem. I had a big Poe phase in high school, and that was one of the things I enjoyed about him. See also the Telltale Heart. Telltale Heart I've definitely read, and I think there's another one about a tomb. Uh, the Cask of Amontildo. Amontildo. I think I'm saying that wrong. Um, but great stories. Well, that's The Raven. I feel like uh, I definitely will read it again sometime in the very near future. Uh, 
I'll probably understand it better. Although, you know, I, I don't think much of that was lost on me. I'm pretty sure I got it all on the first reading, but I just feel like a, a re-reading would do it justice and I'd be able to probably make it flow a little better. So I'll, I'll do that in my own time. The Cremation of Sam McGee by Robert W. Service. It's going to be our next reading, so I'll read it for you now and we can discuss it over the next 24 hours. It goes like this. There are strange things done in the midnight sun by the men who moil for gold. The Arctic trails have their secret tales that would make your blood run cold. The northern lights have seen queer sights, but the queerest they ever did see was that night on the marge of Lake Labarge. I cremated Sam McGee. Now, Sam McGee was from Tennessee, where the cotton blooms and blows. Why he left his home in the south to roam round the pole, God only knows. He was always cold, but the land of gold seemed to hold him like a spell, though he often He'd often say in his homely way that he'd sooner live in hell. On a Christmas day we were mushing our way over the Dawson Trail. Talk of your cold through the Parker's Fold, it stabbed like a driven nail. If our eyes we'd close, then the lashes froze till sometimes we couldn't see. It wasn't much fun, but the only one to whimper was Sam McGee. And that very night as we lay packed tight in our robes beneath the snow, and the dogs were fed, and the stars overhead were dancing heel and toe. He turned to me and, Cap, says he, I'll cash in this trip, I guess. And if I do, I'm asking that you won't refuse my last request. Well, he seemed so low that I couldn't say no. Then he says with a sort of moan, It's a cursed cold, and it's got right hold till I'm chilled clean through the bone. Yet it ain't been... De being dead, it's my awful dread of the icy grave that pains. So I want you to swear that, foul or fair, you'll cremate my last remains. A pal's last need is a thing to heed, so I swore I would not fail, and we started on the streak of dawn, but God, he looked ghastly pale. He crouched on the sleigh, and he raved all day of his home in Tennessee, and before nightfall a corpse was all that was left of Sam McGee. There wasn't a breath in that land of death, and I hurried, horror driven with a corpse half hid that I couldn't get rid because of a promise given. It was lashed to the sleigh, and it seemed to say you may tax your brawn and brains, but you promised true, and it's up to you to cremate those last remains. Now a promise made is a debt unpaid, and the trail has to own stern code, has its own stern code. Sorry, I'll go again. Now a promise made is a debt unpaid, and the trail has its own stern code. In the days to come, though my lips were dumb, in my heart how I cursed that load. In the long, long night by the lone firelight, while the huskies round in a ring howled out their woes to the homeless snows, oh God, how I loathed the thing. And every day that quiet clay seemed to heavy and heavier grow, and on I went through... Though the dogs were spent and the grub was getting low, the trail was bad and I half felt mad, but I swore I would not give in, and I'd often sing to the hateful thing, and it hearkened with a grin, till I came to the marge of Lake Labarge, and the derelict there lay. It was jammed in the ice, but I saw in a trice. It was called the Alice May, and I looked at it, 
and I thought a bit, and I looked at my frozen chum, and then here, said I, with a sudden cry, is my crematorium. Some planks I tore from the cabin floor, and I lit the boiler fire, some coal I found that was lying around, and I heaped the fuel higher, the flames just soared, and the furnace roared, such a blaze you seldom see, and I burrowed a hole in the glowing coal, burrowed a hole in the glowing coal, and I stuffed in Sam McGee. Then I made a hike, for I didn't like to hear him sizzle so, and the heavens scowled, and the huskies howled, and the wind began to blow. It was icy cold, but the hot sweat rolled down my cheeks, and I don't know why, and the greasy smoke in an inky cloak went streaking down the sky. I do not know how long in the snow I wrestled with grisly fear, but the stars came out, and they danced about. Here again I ventured near, I was sick with dread, but I bravely said, I'll just take a peep inside, I guess he's cooked, and it's time I looked, then the door I opened wide, and there sat Sam, looking cool and calm in the heart of the furnace roar, and he wore a smile you could see a mile, and he said, please close the door. It's fine in here, but I greatly fear you'll let in a cold and storm, since I left Plumtree down in Tennessee, it's the first time I've been warm. There are strange things done in the midnight sun, but by the men who moil for gold, the Arctic trails have their secret tales that would make your blood run, blood run cold. The northern lights have seen queer sights, but the queerest they ever did see was that night on the marge of Lake Labarge, I cremated Sam McGee. Well, there you go. The cremation of Sam McGee. Very cool. Jump over to the, <clears throat> the Hemingway List subreddit. Let's pick it apart, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.